We're your hosts, Emily Kosofsky and Emily Oliveira, and you're listening to Soul Shine, the act of being fucking awesome. This is a conversation between a therapist and a hairdresser about being human. We're now recording. <laughs> um, what did I post on Instagram? Uh, it was something like... I was like the picture of us here, the peace sign. <laughs> no, oh, that, that was cute though. About your past. You're not what people said you were when you were young. You just, you just uh, posted something about the past. Oh, did I? Nice. Mm-hmm. I thought I was very inspired and yeah. spot on, but I now of course I, I can't uh, remember it. I wish I knew. Hold on. Okay. So today on Soul Shine, we are talking about how you are not, you your, past. Are not your past. Let's see what I posted in the past. Um, <laughs> manifest that shit. None of this matters. Everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. Everything we see is perspective, not the truth. Are you sure you're looking at my Instagram? <laughs> No, on the Soul Shine Instagram. Oh, I was like, I didn't post any of that shit. I was like, confidence level, Kanye West. Switch to Soul Shine. Never be a prisoner of your past. It was just a lesson, not a life sentence. That one? Beautiful. That's the start of our episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is time to unlearn that shit that you were taught by people who didn't know shit, but expected you to follow their shit. Mm-hmm. That one sounds a little more. Stop listening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop reading. That sounds, more, that sounds more on brand. For yeah, you. it does. It does. Um, but stop listening to shit. You're not the shit that people tell you you were. Do you think there's a natural, like an average age by which people kind of realize like, oh, I can actually kind of be the version of me that I want to be. I don't have to be I the, think it's the shy. Like 50 or so. <laughs> No, but I'm pretty serious. I know. Anyone that sits in my chair, they're usually like 50, 60, 70, or 80. And they're like, I finally stopped caring. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, it only took you 65 years. I've heard that too, that idea of when you really stop caring about what others think. Yeah. I think I, I, I'm not there yet, but for like the separate question of this idea of becoming your own person, very separate from the family in which you grew up was maybe like late college. Yeah. I started therapy and just kind of realized. Well, that's when you decided to take control. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Of my internal world. Stop blaming the external. I feel like we should normalize a number when you start to take control because everyone that sits in my chair, they all talk numbers. They all talk ages. Well, I thought I'd be married by right. 27. I'd have my second kid by this. I'd be doing this. But, and I'm like, why are these numbers so normal and not like, hey, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to start like doing some things for me. Like, oh, I'm 30. I can do things for me now. I finally graduated college or I finally did this. But like, that's not a normalized. That's not like, an acceptable thing. No. thought. Because a lot of people, I guess they're so stuck on stories or mm-hmm. someone else's expectation. This topic for me brought up uh, just a lot of like times I remember when I'm talking with clients and I get kind of a deer in headlights look because I take for granted the kind of questions that I ask myself or that I have in the past. So, oh, like do they ask you the questions back or do you just hear the questions you're asking them? Because sometimes well, I ask clients things and then they ask me back both. and I'm like, oh, shit, oh, no. that's a hard one to answer. <laughs> like, no, I can't answer that. I'm your therapist. <laughs> um, but this idea of like, what, what are your core beliefs? 
or where, what are some of your beliefs about yourself? Mm. And that for me is, is so directly tied to this idea of you are not your past. All of us compile these different um, understandings of who we are, stories, thank you, over time that may or may not be accurate. Dare I say, oftentimes. That's terrifying. Because you're like, but I thought they were accurate or I was told they were accurate. So aren't they accurate? It's scary, but it can be very liberating. It's true. You know, I actually, I didn't even read my notes before I hit record, but it was interesting. I had a friend that I actually FaceTimed and I was like, yo, man, like I totally trust like kind of your input. Let's talk like you are not your past. Shut up, Mo. Um, and it was so interesting to get someone else's perspective because I've never thought about the deep rooted things that hold you to your past. And they're not all necessarily a bad thing, but we just don't make the space in it to adjust for kind of what we want in the future. Like we were talking about like, you know, we're all Eastie kids, like, oh, we're Eastie kids, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we, we love that part of us. But it's like how to hold on to that part of you and still create this other thing. Because a lot of people are like, you know, you're going to get that. You're different. You changed or this. And it's like, yeah, well, I should be growing. Sorry, you use the word you changed rather than, wow, you really grew in that space. So it's like finding a balance of what in your past does serve you so you can be a part of your past kind of realizing that you also have this space to like create a future. Yeah. I, a couple of things. I, I was just talking to my, um, my aunt and uncle and my aunt Karen was asking me how, how do you determine with a client where the value is in, in looking back? Mm-hmm. Um, and at what point is it um, no longer useful? And I think that it's, we have to differentiate between um, reliving things in an unhelpful way. So for example, looking back on something and wishing you got a proper apology for someone or looking mm-hmm. back on something and, and regretting it. And, and instead of just reliving it, stop and assess if mm-hmm. we are in fact learning from it or forgiving ourselves or just doing something to Or even just becoming aware Mm -hmm. that this is something that we're still thinking about 10 years later. Like, okay, I never got that apology, but I'm kind of aware. I guess it's been 10 years and I'm still looking for this. So like kind of understanding that you're doing it so that you can see, well, is it going to serve me to ask for that, to want that apology for another decade or is 10 years been enough? How does serve me? What a good question. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. So I love that. Just acknowledging that it's happening. Um, wow, that's where my energy is going. Mm-hmm. Or it, you sound almost more neutral or curious. Like, wow, look how something from over a decade ago can just pop in. Yeah. And, and should I still be letting this pop in? Mm-hmm. And it's okay if it does. Should I give it my attention? Right, right. Like, should I? Should and what's I? so helpful about that is not, is just avoiding that layer of judging yourself, you know? Why am I, why am I thinking bad? This is stupid. I should let it go. You know, going to all those unhelpful thoughts instead of just being those like, okay, I'm a human being. Brains are weird. They're awesome, but weird. And this is what's happening. <laughs> so true. Um, second thing, that t- because you talked about um, 
stories and growing, I just remembered randomly this when I used to work with more children and adolescents actually had this little exercise of having them draw out a tree from roots below the ground to, to branches and leaves. Your little face is so and cute. You're like, Oh, trees. <laughs> love trees. Yeah. No one can love see therapy. your face. You're like, yes. <laughs> I'm feeling anyway, it. Anyway, the roots <laughs> to the trees. And so in the roots and you put your, how culture, family life, major childhood memories mm-hmm. have influenced you. And then up the the um, trunk of the tree is the present, what you're feeling proud of, what you want to work on, who you are, how you identify now. And then, of course, the branches are the future, what you envision for yourself. Um, and I kind of want to do that now. That's kind of cool. It's a cool way of just making a visual yeah. and getting in touch with those separate stages. That it's those like are a softer diagram. <laughs> Instead of being like, all right, let's make some columns. Like, all right, let's draw a tree. Get creative. No, that's kind of cool. Which speaking of creativity, that was something you said um, when we checked in on this topic last time that I was like, yes. You said we need to be more creative when writing a new story. Oh, did I? Yeah. It's so true Or I just copied that from your notes. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I feel like we don't get creative. We create this average story because it's safe. Because we're not getting into the unknown. What, safe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's safe. You're like, all right, I can do that. And then, you know, your ego doesn't have to butt in and be like, well, what if you don't? <laughs> this is another abstract question, right? If you're like, okay, so I don't like this anger that I have. Um, I, I want to, you know, just like dissolve it, right? But, um, oh, fuck, what were you just saying? I lost it again. I have no idea. Ooh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I hate when that happens. Going in the unknown, creating a safe story. Oh, yes. Why? Right, cool. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just like almost got so upset. Yeah, you did. You got a little red. <laughs> um, but just happened the second time. We're going to have to edit this out. No, oh, going to save. Okay. okay. <laughs> we don't have like here. a full panic. We just move on from the topic. Okay. Safe story. Yeah. So when you ask yourself, like, how is this feeling? How is this unpleasant feeling serving me? Mm -hmm. People don't like to look at that question. Right. But it's like, well, I'm angry. It's not serving me. I don't like this feeling. I want it to go away. But it is if you're holding on to anger, then it's somehow serving maybe to support the story that you have justified anger Mm. or support the belief that life is unfair. Mm -hmm. You know, so we stay not consciously, but just automatically we stay attached to a feeling um, that is serving us in some way. So I think if we can actually kind of challenge ourselves, like and really look at challenge that, ourselves, like why am I, you know, or, or again, like what, how, how is it that my energy keeps going back here? I think before you try to do that exercise, you should listen to our episode on ego. Such a huge ego. By the way, my armpits are like fully sweating from oh that episode God, where I forgot oh. <laughs> what I was, was like, going to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining me on that. <laughs> I got excited. Um, well, it's always so hot in here. Jesus I know Christ. it is. It's getting hot in here. Um, what were we just saying before that? Being more ego. creative and ego. Oh, ego. Okay. So you're asking yourself, all right, why am I mad? Why am I holding on to this? And you have all these stories you're telling yourself about justifying it and all this. Take your ego out, take yourself out, look at it from figure A and figure B. We'll call Mm. them Mary and Joe. 
see it from both sides without your ego involved, and then really see if the emotions that you're carrying along with that really does serve Mary and or Joe, or if you think Mary or Joe should probably let go of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just so right. Let those things that you hold on to, that you're just drinking your own poison. Yes. That the other person is truly going about their merry way. Yeah. With no idea that you're, I can remember. So the ride from um, home in Connecticut to my college was like an hour and 45 minutes. And I can Mm -hmm. seriously remember times when I would drive home from a break, just like intensely in the past, like a full hour and 45 minutes, pretty much playing a movie and having like an emotional reaction to the whole thing. Isn't there a Black Mirror episode like that? Probably. I don't know if you watch Black Mirror. I've seen like two episodes. I've that was it. one of them. Oh, really? You can replay <gasps> your past oh, and you can like dangerous. pull it up from like your eye and watch it on TV and replay and replay and replay. And at the end, it makes them fucking mental. Well, I bet. Were you mental You're by the time you got to, to school? Pretty much. <laughs> and then, later, you know, I don't know if you've heard, right? Well, of course, like from eyewitness testimony, everything we know, we have shit memories and ability to recall Mm -hmm. stories accurately. And that actually, that upset me for a while because I wanted to stay, instead of finding it comforting, like, okay, I can just kind of tell myself there are different sides to this story and Mm -hmm. mine isn't the capital T truth, it's just a version Mm -hmm. of the truth. I, for a while, was so resentful of that fact. Like, I just want mine to be so true, which I think is such a reflection of also. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's ego. Right, yeah, yeah. Wanting to be heard, wanting to be right. Yeah. Um, And so it took so many years to to actually understand this concept of, of taking responsibility. Now looking back, and that's your past, and you're not your past, how do you think you got through that? Well, lots of therapy. All right. All right. Um, definitely. And becoming interested in this kind of alternative thinking. I think what? we should have a whole episode just on therapy because I feel like when you say the word to people, you're like, oh, no, no, I don't need that. Or I have this kind of really breaking down like some of the stuff you do. Definitely. I would I love to do that. do that. Have I told you how often I say I'm a therapist and people say like physical therapist? <laughs> really? I'm like, wait, so. First, I want to know what physical therapist would introduce themselves as, as a, a therapist. therapist. Right. Does that ever happen? Anyone that's a physical therapist that I know calls himself a PT. Right. I'm a PT and I'm like, Pit. parent, teacher, office Conference? Therapist. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That's oh, a side, side note that can frustrate me at times. But, but anyway, what's back past to, uh, is prologue. Yeah. That's from The Tempest, Shakespeare. Oh, I was like, tempting cream cheese. <laughs> Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I wish they didn't teach you Shakespeare so early on in school because I never gave a fuck because it was school. But I feel like as an adult, if I was introduced to Shakespeare, I'd probably mm-hmm. like it way more. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't care about. Hey, you could change that McAfee. story. If you what wanted. was the name? Mac, not McAfee. God, I don't know. I don't, don't know. Don't test me on this. Yeah, anyway, skip, skip, skip. Pass, pass. Um, let's see. What do I got? Uh, you are not your past. Let's see. Your past helps direct your future, but you are allowed to leave any heavy bags at the door. Have you heard of, <laughs> have you heard of the book Atomic Habits? I haven't read it yet, but a couple of no. my clients are obsessed with it. Right. I mean, um, but one of the things they brought up from it is this idea of 
let's say you have a plane going from uh, San Francisco to New York City. Mm-hmm. If it's just three degrees off to... Oh, probably fucks the, everything up. Yeah, you end up in Washington, D.C. Interesting. Right, right? So it brings up this concept of like just three degrees. So I like that for... Baby steps. This, thank you. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to just decide I believe in this totally different narrative. But what's three degrees different? Interesting. I like that. I like that. Cool. A tiny little redirection can take you mm-hmm. to a totally different place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Three degrees. I'll write that. Oh, that says 30. Three degrees. Because little things will change. How to break habits. How to create habits, how to keep habits, how oh to gosh, change three Julie. degrees, right, right. how to fly in three degrees, how to land three degrees. Yeah. The ripple effect, right? The domino effect of, yeah. of that, of something like that, setting the tone. How do we break Speaking habits? of intention, oh, speaking of tones, sorry. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> Don't talk. <laughs> Me ego now. <laughs> okay, you ego. <laughs> um, I forgot to state an intention for today's episode. Ooh, okay. Um, just to float around this beautiful and true idea that we are the author of our stories. Mm. We are. Okay. Does artist. that resonate with you? You're the artist Artiste. with the paintbrush. Mm. You are the chef Any medium with the salt. you want. Yes. <laughs> the salt. The salt. You are the chef with the salt. <laughs> I personally don't salt my food. You salt it yourself. I do just a little. (laughs) You want more, you take more. I don't do much now that I share so much of my food with my son. Yeah. And it's actually really good. Like sweet potatoes without any salt. I was kind of like, damn, these are actually pretty good. Yeah, people oversalt everything, but that's Mm -hmm. a different episode. Um, Some more uh, thoughts on you are not your past. I was thinking something that kind of holds us to our past is the uh, guilt the guilt of maybe achieving and other people around you aren't achieving or the guilt oh, comparison. Yes. Okay. Or the mm. guilt of, you know, am I abandoning like the people of my past if I do this? And then, you know, if you feel like you're abandoning the people of your past, are you now disconnected from your upbringing? Yeah, like, like what, finding if, if I that, let go of that, then then where's my foundation? Exactly. Or what? So mm-hmm. it's like finding that yeah. kind of happy point where you can hold on to some of that upbringing, but let go of some of that guilt of wanting something different. Well, I think you bring up a good point too, of just our natural tendency to be so all or nothing. Mm. Um, like if I go down this path and be a, diff- be a bit different from the family I grew up in. Um, you just assume it, all or nothing. Right. Right. You're just assuming that. Mm-hmm. So don't fucking assume. Assume. Don't make an ass out of you and me, but mostly you and you, <laughs> because it's like you assume that, you know, the people from your past and, you know, your family and all that, that if you go a different way, that they're going to abandon you because you didn't do what the family wanted or, you know, you chose this different Well, like path. you said, it's it's just that, that, caution that we can have to stay to play it safe yeah Which, and and over overestimating how much impact we'll have on others yes another big thing 
Yes. So we stay in our little boxes because we don't want to rattle anyone else's boxes. But it's like, if you come out of your box, you might inspire a lot of other people to get more creative and come out of their box. And you're allowing the generations after you, you have kids, you have family, you're allowing them the space to create the life that they want. Because now you're showing examples of you taking control. Oh, I love that. Of what you want. Be the role model. So you brought up guilt. I thought um, I, you might be going down a similar uh, thought that I was. It was about re- this idea of regression. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can be going along. We're, we have positive relationships around us, living by our values, peace sign, happy. Then we go <laughs> is my face home now? for the holidays. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Side note, and- you could just not go home. That's okay, too. We should do a little... Side note. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Stay the fuck home if yeah. your family makes you crazy. Zoom them. <laughs> Zoom. Um, that line, maybe Jack Cornfield said it. Anyone, one of the meditation dudes. If you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. Yes. <laughs> I love that line so much. Um, but... But regression. Yeah, we... But we can... Um, it's okay to time hop a bit. You know, I think being shedding the unhelpful stories of our past doesn't mean we're no longer going to um, remember it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, that's just a reality. So it it's the response to the, the triggers that come up or the memories that come up. It's catching ourselves um, with the impulse to react like we did when we were 16. Well, why don't we also, when we go look and become aware and understand. So you're like, okay, I know I go here. My mom triggers me. Mm -hmm. So you're falling back into the old habit of saying, this is what's going to happen. Instead of going there and saying, Hey, I know this is the way my mom is. That's the way she's always been. She's that way because her mom was that way. So why don't I react differently? Mm -hmm. Take responsibility for yourself in the stories that are other people's lives that you have to step into temporarily. Mm. Right. Using empathy to better understand because your own reactions. Like we get stuck in all our own habits and all our own things. And, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. it's gone to my mom's. I'm going to just be that one at the table. And blah. like you're falling mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. your own habits. Don't go there and play that role. Play the role of who you are or who you want to be. One idea I like too is you know, let's say you do, you do throw a little fit. Oops, <laughs> a daisy. That's okay. Acted That's like okay. a teenager. Um, it, it's okay. It, it's, you can still get there. You mm-hmm. can still later at night say, well, wasn't my best color. <laughs> Let me just reflect on that. Write some things down and come from the perspective you were just talking about. Like, what would it have looked like to have acted differently? What if I stayed empathic in that moment? Yes. And and wasn't reactive. And even if you don't want to sit down and journal about it, mm-hmm. grow some fucking balls. Why don't you go up to your mother and be like, you know what, ma? I'm sorry. I bet you she won't know how to react. So like just rip everything apart. <laughs> you don't like the color, the way that you acted at the table. Then fucking apologize. We're adults now. We don't need to like. I will take your journaling and raise you direct confrontation. If you need to journal first, fine. But it's like, we're fucking adults. Mm -hmm. You don't like the way you acted. Mm -hmm. You're not apologizing, looking for, you Mm -hmm. know, your mom's forgiveness. You're acknowledging 
how you reacted in your body to a situation that was potentially out of your control. Just take responsibility. Hey, I hate, you don't even have to say, I'm sorry. I hated that I acted like that. I'm going to try better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you're physically not saying the words, I'm sorry, because people don't like to do that. But like, I don't know. When you start to reflect. It's pointing your plane three degrees. Yeah, like change your plane. The direction you want it to be going. You don't like that direction you were going in. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm going to change my direction. That wasn't the right approach. Now you're flying somewhere else. It's like we don't hold ourselves accountable. We want to hold everyone else accountable. Well, I'm this way because of my past, because of my family, or because of the way this was, the way school was. And like, yeah, you have a lot of fair points there. Absolutely. But But that's not all we are. At some fucking point, you have to take responsibility Mm -hmm. for allowing yourself to continuously fall into the habits that don't serve you. That, okay, that's okay. I feel like a wrap. I'm yelling at you. I'm that's sorry. a wrap. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm like. I know. I'm gonna go change my habits now. I'm yeah, scared. But it's like, uh, what did I write over here? What do you do when you love your past, but it's not satisfying and satisfying you anymore? And I wrote like, you know, drinking and eating and going out and doing all those things. You're like, yeah, like I love that. I love the social thing, but you know, it's really not serving me. It's like. Then when we're not happy with that, we get mad at ourselves. And what do we do when we get mad at ourselves? We fall back into those habits. I don't want to do that anymore. I can't believe I'm such a loser, this and that. Fuck it, I'm going to go. I'm going to Fridays. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at all. Me neither. That just came um, out of my mouth. But it's like, but but yeah, that that's just so one automatic. example. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, we don't break the habit. We don't break the idea that we're not our past the first time around. So we just kind of like revert back to it. We're like, fuck it. I guess I am that person. That is who I am. And you just go back to those habits instead of our last episode, stepping into the unknown, feeling uncomfortable, telling yourself a new story, trying new things, you know, failing at stuff. Like we don't want to do that. So we just hold on to the story that we don't even know if we've told ourselves the story, the story that is in our head, our whole fucking life. I mean, that can take, right. I I think it can take a lot of work just to even to articulate that. Yeah. To actually put that to, because it is so, it's such a drive. Yeah. It's, it's not a conscious process, but, but I do believe it's possible to articulate it. Um, And I love, I just want to go back to what you said before. I just, not to forget that it, it's a mixed, it, it's not this idea that we just have to shed the shit and, you know, it, Which you're, would be nice. you're fucked up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's not that it's, fucking easy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then hopefully, you know, not always, but by disentangling from the negative stories, perhaps you know, the more positive things can come to light and it can mm-hmm. just open, have a sense of openness and peace in, in the present. Yes. And it's like, you know, Hold on to maybe the good things in your past. You know, maybe you're like, oh, you know, my family was all fucked up like this. Okay, so instead of reminding yourself of that story, remind yourself of maybe that one good summer you had or that, you know, one event that was great. Like, remind yourself like, okay, there were there was some good. Or that negative has helped me become who I am. It's like kind of flip your perspective on things mm-hmm. in the past. 
So you might be holding on to a story that's not serving you, but flip the perspective and be like, all right, it did serve me and it got me here, but it's not who I need to be for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. 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 Love it. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm good. I'm good with this episode. Are yeah. You? Yeah. Cause I'm feeling it's it. in the past and we're done now. It's just, yeah, this is just a story. This it's is, over now. Yeah. Yeah. Look, okay. forgive ego done. <laughs> we uh, will see you next time. Is there anything important? Feel more joy, do more of what makes you happy. Um, yeah. Okay. Important to hold on a little because it brings pride and helps you remember lessons learned. Lessons learned. Yeah. So hold on to a little, but you don't have to hold on to all of it. All right. That's all I get. <laughs> all right. We're done here. Feeling good? Okay. I don't know. I'm feeling all right. How are you feeling? Pretty good. Yeah. I think I'm going to drink some water. Okay. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Hey guys, thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Soulshine Podcast. You can email us at soulshinepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear ideas for future shows and even get you on here to shoot the shit and tell us your story. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And most importantly, don't forget to let your soul shine. <laughs>